I want to uh, get into because if you're connecting to this, then you see that it is getting close to Martin Luther King Day. And uh, I want to make sure we get on track. I don't want us to get off, at least for me, I don't want to get off track, right? And, and the more you push it off, the more you get off track. So, you know, we're reading today. We're reading through Jane, uh, Genesis 28, uh, 1 through chapter 29 and 35. We're reading Matthew 9, 18 through 38. We're reading Psalms 11, 1 through 7 and Proverbs 3, 1, excuse me, 11 and 12 is what we're reading. Uh, I hope you have, um, hope you have, uh, as they say, gotten to it to it if not uh, that that's where we uh that's where we're drawing our hat and uh let's um yeah it's, whatever you're gonna do you open your bible if you want to pause here a little bit and, and collect it you know you can do that and uh we'll get to it to it hmm? so we find ourselves in chapter 28, Isaac is, he's calling for Jacob because, you know, now we realize that this is the way things are going to be. It's like an election, right? Uh, doesn't really matter who won. The country's got to move on. The, the plan has got to continue. So Isaac calls for Jacob and said, listen, this is what you need to do. Um, if you're going to keep this thing going, since you didn't got it now, then you need to go out and not marry one of these Canaanite women. But you need to go and back like I did and like your uh, your grandfather did. He kept the line pure. And so the, the thing that is fascinating is because we we get caught up in this ideology, like the native people, for example. They tell us, oh, well, it shouldn't be you. You're so segregationalist and you say this and and. The thing of it is, when you wipe out your bloodline, when you wipe out your heritage, it's not that I'm not marrying a white woman or I'm not marrying outside of my uh, my race because I'm racist. It's because I'm protecting my heritage, my pure bloodline. Think about this, for example. If you had a dog like a German shepherd, my uncle loves German shepherds, you don't want a non Pure bread. You want an actual pure German shepherd. And how do you get a pure German shepherd? By German shepherds fucking other German shepherds. Right? That's how you keep the line pure. And so I think that I believe that. And that now, now, now here's the thing. If that's not what matters to you, then that's fine. If you're not a purist, you know, I have a dog. She's a mutt. It's fine. Mutts are pretty. You know, there's nothing in the world like a interracial young girl. I swear if I had kids, I'd well, there's, there's no way of that now. Um, but, uh, well, I'm not, no, never mind. Uh, the moral of the story is I think that interracial girls, black and white made babies are the most they just so light and they, and they, they stuck because they don't got that nappy head, but then they got that long string. So they kind of got a mixture. It's, it's a beautiful thing to put those two couples or those two ideologies together. I am all for it. But at the same time, I respect people's right. For instance, the native people, 
are people who are uh, a part of tribes and they're already at the the fear of being put out to being extinct and now you want to come in and try to talk about oh well you should just sleep with whoever you want to because who cares about you but that's stupidity unless this is something that the person wants to do so i'm not into trying to make people do things they don't want to do that's so confusing let's move on so jacob is like listen if you want to or Israel, not Israel, Isaac. Israel is a whole nother thing. We're, we're jumping ahead of ourselves. Isaac is like, look, if you want this, this is what has to happen. Now, Esau is like, oh, all right. So I see how I can piss off daddy. He's like, so so he went down and married a Canaanite woman. Because he, he's trying to piss off father, not realizing that that at this point, nobody gives a damn about Esau. Esau's just acting out, right? And, and you can tell in, in, in literally how it's almost just just put out there. It's, it's, not even in, it's not even interjected into the conversation. It's just like Isaac telling Jacob to go do something. And Jacob is on the journey. He's preparing. And then next thing you know, the screen flashes and Esau. Oh yeah. He's over there doing something. Okay. What's Jacob doing again? And, and yeah, so Jacob falls down or he, he heads down to, or makes his journey towards uh, the house of his grandfather. Or should I say his great grandfather? I guess at this point, because no, that'd be his grandfather. Um, the, yeah, yeah, yeah. Cause Abraham's his grandfather. He heads down there and he starts dreaming and, and, uh, now we got the third one. All right. So I was with your daddy. I was with your granddaddy. So I guess, uh, use next, which is very fascinating because he cheated to get it. And yet God's like, well, I guess it is what it is. I mean, this is what we got to deal with. So, you know, let's go with it. It's totally fascinating to me. How do you explain it? I don't even know if I want to justify it. I just want to say it is what it is and let's move on. You're like, well, I don't think that's fair. What the hell are you going to do about it? <laughs> what are you going to do about it? Okay. So, Jacob is sitting there and he's realizing that that he has the blessing of his father he has the blessing of his grandfather and he's deciding all right so i need to set aside some type of memorial this has to be uh the i've come to conclusion to the conclusion that building altars is not ceremonial building altars is not about uh, some religious tactic. It's supposed to be a moment of remembrance that when you see this altar, you are instantly reminded of whatever it is designed to remind you of. For example, there is a table in here that has a cross on the front of it. Now, part of me looks at that as this religious relic but the other part looks at it as, huh, it's because of my faith and the person who initiated same that I am able to pursue the dreams and the destinies and the, the purpose and the mission statement and the passions that I have. But then on the front part of that is an old Bible that was given to me 
by a member of my mother's Sunday school class. And she gave it to me at my time of ordination. And so that's a constant reminder of, of this person who thought of me during this time of my, um, my progression, if you please. It's, it's a constant reminder. It's an altar of remembrance that there are people who believe in you. There are people who support you. And most importantly, that you are who you are because of the faith that you have. This is why he built this place and named it Bethel. He took the stone that he rested on while he was sleeping and had the dream. And God came down and said, as I was daddy and granddaddy. I so he took that stone and set up a memorial pillar. And named it Bethel, which means house of God. And then he said, all right, not only am I going to remember this, but I'm of the perspective that I, I need help to proceed or to, what's the word I'm looking for? It's not perceive. That's what I'm thinking. I perceive I can do it. I need help. See how you struggle with words? Sometimes that's why you need a dictionary. Thank you, Dr. Lewis Henry Gates. You got that thing coming out, the black man's dictionary, right? Okay, cool. I need help to pursue. That's what I was looking for. Mm -hmm. See, I told you to work. Uh, to pursue my dreams and goals. And how do I do that? I do that by, well, Jacob did it. Let's talk about how he did it. No matter how I did it. Let's talk about how he did it. He did it by saying, listen, if God indeed will be with me and protect me on this journey and he will provide me with food and clothing and if i return safely to my father's home then the lord will certainly be my god and then he said now and if that's the case if all that's the case and i am as blessed as he said i was going to be now here's the fascinating thing that i've learned here too and i know i say a lot of things fascinating but i'm telling you we was, we was lied to about this book God didn't say anything, nothing about giving anything to him. The people, as a result of God's blessings, decided to give those things. Nowhere in here did, did uh, the Lord say, hey, if you, if you do this to me, then I'm going. He said, no, I'm going to give you all these things. I'm going to uh, make you a father of many nations. I'm going to do all this other stuff. And in return, Isaac, Abraham did it. Now Jacob is saying, Jacob is, is going deeper to it. He says, I'm going to give you a tenth. If you give me a hundred dollars, I'm going to give you if you give me a thousand, I'm going to give you a hundred. If you give me a million, I'm going to give you a hundred thousand. I'm going to give a tenth set aside just for you out of appreciation. That's where tithe and offering came from. It's not an a, a ideology that you, you have to do this. No, you, it's something that you should just be excited about. I am thankful for what I have. Therefore, I give to charity. Therefore, I volunteer. Therefore, I make sure that I can do my part to make because how thankful I am. That's what I've learned from this part right here. Hmm? And that brings us to the first part of our journey to the progression of Jacob in chapter 28.
Now we find ourselves in chapter 29 when Jacob has to, he, he's gotten his, his, his almost like his marching orders. He got his marching orders from his deity. And now he's got his confirmation from his creator. So now, now Jacob's like, all right, cool. I know what I'm going to get. So now let me go out here and put in this work. And so he gets up and heads down. He sees some stuff far off and starts realizing that, you know, he's, he's about where he needs to be. And uh, he looks at this girl. This girl pops up. This girl named Rachel. Now, uh, Rachel, because she was his cousin, the daughter of Laban, who he was supposed to go and get anyway, uh, he kissed her. Now, Rachel doesn't know what's going on, so she hollers out. She screams out. This is like the first Me Too charge in the Bible, you know. And Ray Joseph's like, no, 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 I don't mean, I'm not trying to be like that. I'm just, you know, I'm, I'm on mission I'm trying to tell you what I'm doing. And so Rachel goes off and tells Papa, like, hey, dad, that this is what happened. And we get, we got this thing here and, and he's doing this thing and what have you. And, and so Laban's like, oh, all right. Uh, uh, yeah, yeah, that sounds about right. So now, Jacob stayed with Laban for about a month. Laban said, "Listen, you've been working for me. What, what do we? What do you really want?" He's like, "Well, um, I got two daughters." He's like, "Well, I want Rachel." He's looking at the first one, which is Leah, and basically, he thinks Leah's fugly. Let's just tell the truth. He's he, he she's ugly. He don't want her. He wants Rachel. So he says, since you want to pay me, I work for you for seven years and you give me Rachel. He's like, all right, cool. So it gets mushy down here because Jacob is sitting here and he's doing whatever Laban wants. But he's looking over there at Rachel and he's just like, Ugh. He's having these moments where he's just doing this love song in his mind. He's just like, you so pretty. Oh, man. Oh, I lift these bricks, but really I'm thinking about all the things I'm about to lift. Oh, I'm about to do this. I'm just so. And presenting, as my granny would say, time just flies by. And he he's. Set up now. This is the first wedding that you hear about in the Bible. Now, now here's what I want to talk about. It says so. Laban invited everyone in the neighborhood and prepared a wedding feast. Now, this is just to party with the people. But what really happened? You don't hear of any priests. You don't hear of any marriage license. You don't hear of them having to go downtown and get bonded with the state. No, all that happened is Laban just took his daughter into the tent or wherever Jacob was laying. Just took her in there. And when was the marriage official? 
when Jacob put his penis inside the gal. Same thing with Isaac. Isaac, the marriage wasn't official until he dug out Rebecca. Same with Sarah. Abraham, it wasn't official till he dug out Sarah. And so so they, 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 they'll tell you, like I can go down and I can get my license. I can go down and stand before the preacher and everything else. But you can get it annulled. You can say the marriage wasn't official. Watch this. This is where we get fucked as a society. Because they will tell you the marriage is not official until you guys go and start fucking. It's always about the fucking. So why do we need the rest of that stuff? Marriage purposes. Excuse me. Financial purposes. Tax purposes. It's all about money. This is this is the piece. And and so so but I don't want to deal with that. No, I feel like going off on that tangent because right now I'm just now I am not against. Let me just put that out. I'm not one of the people. Oh, you shouldn't go get married. How you gonna tell me not to go get married? And you wouldn't get married. Hey man, if you can get some, if you can get some for it, man. If you really love the person, then you want to give that person everything that that is possible. And if us going downtown and putting our name on the dotted line and making sure we sign these papers so that you can get some some benefits so that you can make sure that you're taken care of. If something were to happen to me or if something were to happen to you, we can make sure that I that we take if, if that's if we can get that. then hey, man, let's go down and do it. I'm all for it. But just know that it's bullshit. It's all for money. But I'm going to get that money because I got to eat. I got to sleep. I need a place to stay. You know what I'm saying? So anyway, that's another conversation. So now you got Laban who brought the girl in and, and now it's official because Jacob put his dick in her, but he realized he put his dick in the wrong girl. He put his dick in Leah. He didn't want Leah. He wanted Rachel. So he goes out. He's like, look, why did you do this to me? She's like, listen, um, we got rules around here. Yeah, watch this. We got rules around here. And the rules are if you come to me for a girl, you're going to get the first one. The first one has to go first and then the second one. That's the way it is. So you want the second one? I give you both. I give you both. But um, what, 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 so it said that he was tricked. Now, I'm wondering, was he really tricked or he, did he just not read the fine print? Because eh? eh? go back. It said... Now, Laban had two daughters. The older daughter was named Leah and the younger was named Rachel. Now, granted, it it um, doesn't say much about uh, what was the contract. He said, if you uh, I'll work for you for seven years, if you give me Rachel, your younger daughter as my wife agreed, Laban replied. I'd rather give her to you than anyone else. So stay and work with me. Huh? I guess there can be some trickery in there. I guess he kind of tricked him in the foyer. I guess. Huh? Uh, maybe. Well, we ain't going to hang around on that. The moral of the story is, he's like, all right, cool. I'm going to give you both of them. But just give me another seven years. We good. And like, okay, cool. Fine. No problem. I want her. So I'm going to get her. So... Jacob slept with Rachel too. Watch this. Watch this. 
it says oh it says go back to 25 because this is where it gets interesting no no we don't need to go back that far uh because that's we talk about it uh which one we show it's customary we're in 26 it's customary uh here to marry wait a minute where am i reading here i'm trying i'm trying to find what i want to tell you to set this thing up because i'm still on this marriage thing here so let me let me let me set this thing up like i need to and then i can get over this and it will be good uh 26 of chapter 29 it is not our custom here to marry off a younger daughter ahead of the firstborn but wait until the bridal week is over, then we'll give you Rachel too. All right. Now watch this. 28. Part B. A week after Jacob had married Leah, Laban gave him Rachel too. Verse 30. So, Rachel, so Jacob slept with Rachel too. End of the deal. He's married. That's it. Take them home, fuck them, dig them out. That is a marriage right here. Anything else that they tell you is hockey pot. Well, the system, no, the system that somebody rewrote. Now, you people don't like the Bible because you tell me the Bible. We don't know who wrote the Bible and all this other good stuff. But, but, okay. All right. All right. All right. All right. This is why I don't like Bible study because Bible study makes no sense. So, he doesn't like Leah. Now, the Lord sees that as a problem, just like you and I see that as a problem. That's why we sighed. So God comes down and says, okay, good. He doesn't like this girl. This girl's not being treated right. So I'm going to fix this. He said, well, how are you going to fix this, God? Well, I'm going to tell you what I'm going to do. I'm going to let Leah get pregnant. Rachel ain't going to do it. Leah's going to do it. So now where did the firstborns come from? It came from Leah. Reuben. What does that mean? That's the first one's name, by the way. It means the Lord has noticed my misery and now my husband will love me because I gave him a baby. Because that's all a man wants is an heir and now a spare. Simon or Simeon. The Lord heard that I was unloved and has given me another son. Then the third, Levi, surely this time my husband will feel affection for me. And four, Judah, now I will praise the Lord. It's this, this is, this is a woman who is feeling like, I know I'm, I know I'm the second choice. I know I'm only here because of a technicality. I know I am not really wanted, but I'm thankful that God said, you know what? I'm going I'm going to show that they don't want you but you are still special. And how I'm going to do that because I'm going to make you the one that does it. Not the one that they want. The you cuz you somebody. And that brings us to the first half of the rise of Jacob in chapter 29. Some of our experiences in the New Testament, um, well, y y you're looking to me, we have a pattern here. 
you have this creator who has this son who from what I can tell is basically out to prove that all the things we have been taught and we believe are wrong. What are you thinking? What are you saying by that? Well, when you think about chapter uh, Matthew chapter nine, uh, you got Jesus doing all this healing. Now, you're saying, well, okay, that that doesn't prove anything about what you're saying. Well, it does, because he's here defying the odds. Jesus is. He's here basically saying, you know, these. This is not something that you should uh, put down or say. Oh no, this is done. They're dead. They're done. They're over. They're not going to happen. Everything will be no. There's always hope. If you believe in it, if you work hard towards these people did not just get this miraculous thing that nobody else can get. No, they went and they said, like, for example, this woman with the issue of blood, she'd been bleeding. She had a period. It wouldn't stop. And she said, if I can just get to this man, if I can do it. Then I know I can be made whole. I think sometimes when you when we take Jesus and we put him in this box. Now, granted, I'm not trying to say that Jesus is normal. He's not. But I also think that when you take him and kind of pull him out of a box and put him over in a corner somewhere and, and, and make it seem as though, well, this is not obtainable. I think it is. And I think that's what he's proving. That these things that I'm doing are obtainable. Everybody has access to this. Jesus didn't heal everybody. Jesus didn't raise. Jesus didn't. Even, why did. If Jesus rose everybody. Then why didn't he heal his own daddy? What happened to his daddy? I ain't talking about God. I'm talking about Joseph. Where he at? He did. Why he didn't heal. Him? Why he didn't heal his daddy? Hmm? Just let that marinate for why he didn't go stop John the Baptist from getting when John, when they heard that John was about to get taken out, Jesus got him and got the hell out of town. So even Jesus didn't help everybody. So, 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 so why, why, why? Oh man, I love this book. Cause it's just so plain. Like these things are possible. Just go for it. And that's basically all he's saying is go for. It. And most importantly, what he's saying, listen, there's so much, there's so many possibilities and so many opportunities out here. Just find your place and go for it. That's what I got out of Matthew chapter nine. And you say, I don't understand how you got that from all those healings. Well, I don't know. Maybe because it was just there for me. Just as they say in black and white. This brings us to our psalm and our proverbs, Psalms 11, 1 through 7, and Proverbs 3, 11 and 12. Just want to read what I have uh, picked out of this. Number one, number four, B, and number seven. No, five, B, and seven is where I want to focus on. You can read the rest if. But here's what I'm, I'm, I'm putting together from this. See if you're picking up what I'm putting down. 
I trust in the Lord for protection. Why? Because he watches everyone closely, examining every person on earth. He hates those who love violence. The righteous Lord loves justice. Proverbs. So I don't get upset. I shouldn't when he corrects me. For the Lord corrects me because he loves me. Our Bible time for this January 14th. Let's read the prayer. Lord, when blind men beg for mercy, you gave it. I'm asking that you have mercy on this nation. Help us trust you more deeply and embrace your discipline. Give us representatives who call us not just to a party or platform, but to you. In Jesus' name, amen. Tomorrow, we're reading January, excuse me, for January 14th. Today, we're going to check out Genesis 31 through 31, 16, Matthew 10, 1 through 23, Psalms 12, 1 through 8, and Proverbs 3, 13 through 15 is our reading. We'll pick up next time. Hey, TDB, that's Eric Deshaun Barrett for this day 14 of month one, 2024. We're trying to get ourselves together. This is playoff season and everybody is, we, we just don't know what to do. So we just hold stuff up to try to figure out what's going on in life. We held this up, try to see, we, we already knew that, uh, Miami lost last night. And once again, once again, how many times have I told you? They can get to the Red Sea, but as soon as they get in, they start choking. The Dallas Cow the Dallas Cowboys cannot make it to the promised land. I I I don't know what it is. They just can. They are a severely strong regular season team. But when it comes to getting the job done at the end of the year, that that January football, them boys, they they are not them boys. Mm -mm. I saw something. Where I see it? I saw it on the Facebook. Let me see if I can find it right here, real quick. Um, let me see. I saw it. Uh, Oh, that was a day ago. That ain't that ain't that ain't popping off. You know the funny thing, like everybody talk about them. No, no, we ain't gonna we ain't gonna talk about that. I was I was looking at like yesterday. Everybody like, oh, they're gonna put their foot on them, and and then they wake up and and then they they get their asses handed to them. Duke, that's who I wanted. 
He said, uh, this is post, the Dallas Cowboys cycle. Listen to this. Season starts, win some games, fans get their hopes up. We them boys, this is our year, choking the playoffs. It's the same old cycle. But then again, I'm not mad because, you know, at least the Miami Dolphins are doing, they, they're doing it. They doing it. Uh, I I am I am pretty okay with it. They're doing it. I would have rather them do it this year because Aaron Rodgers may come back next year, and then when he shows up, um, <laughs> but then again, I'm like, dude. What, no, first of all, before I go there, think about it. He left, and in in. His rookie year, Jordan Love has made it to the promised land. He's heading to San Fran for the divisional. I mean, if he loses, it doesn't matter. He got there. So it's um it, it's just it's just like is it really anything to get my hopes up about? Hmm. Yeah. Mr. DJ Ma'am DJ non-binary DJ, how are you doing over there? Uh, it's always good. You take breaks off on the weekends, right? You say, I ain't got time for this on the weekends. Y'all be, uh-uh. no, I ain't got time for the weekends. Um, but we're doing the pray for America Bible. You know that. So that's kind of why we're, we're, we're hanging out here because we want to try to find ourselves at least personally. There's a lot of professionalism that, that we are lacking, but at least personally, we want to, we want to be able to, to take care of business. We're going to check out uh, the scriptures in just a few moments uh, and, and try to get ourselves all caught back up because, yeah, we was feeling some type of way, you know, because what, you know, all that, the wind, we were feeling some type of way, you understand? So, uh, all right, we're going to uh, read the Bible here and get out your hair. And uh, I just want, I, I guess this is a great opportunity for all the Dallas Cowboys fans, all the Miami Dolphins fans. Y'all ain't got nothing better to do, so y'all can go and read now. Y'all can just sit down and, and let me see, let me see. Where, where we at? Chapter uh, 29, I think it's 28, 20 somewhere. Yeah, mm-hmm. we'll talk about that in just a second. But y'all can go back and read all, y- 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 ain't got, y'all at the house. Well, we're going to watch some tape. Man, fuck that tape, you be all right. Let's start again in July. Anyway, let's get to, let's get. Unlike in Kansas City, let's get to it, to it. And with that, we bring our time together to a close. And we do so by thanking you. As always, on behalf of the platform, which you've chosen to consume this for doing so. And I ask that you do whatever is necessary to make sure you get these pieces of business each and every time they are released to the Internet. But the other part we thank you for. Is that you care for your friends and your families. Is that you share with your communities. And most importantly, you pray. Not just for the people who lace up the uniform of these states united, but civilized and uncivilized nations all over this world. We'll do this again. Lord willing and that quick. Long as it don't rise. Till then, for me and mine, unto you and yours. Laters. Laters.